0: Welcome to a very special episode of these fucking teenagers. Tim.
1: And tells you that it's special.
0: <laughs> on, on this week's special episode of these fucking teenagers, you've I'm known going him,
1: to Kenya, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you've loved him, and now a tearful goodbye to Ryan Sheely.
1: That's right. We're killing me off. <laughs> and Chuck, these fucking teenagers is, is, uh, is uh,
0: like is, Chuck in an Alley in Amsterdam or Prague or right. wherever the hell it is. Prague.
1: That's right. My 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 research plans are are shiving me right in the
0: abdomen. <laughs> not now. Not forever. We should say we're not saying goodbye to you forever.
1: No, but I'm going to be leaving the country uh, for two months um, for four destinations. Uh, which are not known for their internet connectivity. Um, and so I'm going to make every effort to uh, get the best uh, signal that I can and, and um, Skype in a few times, hopefully for the last few episodes of Glee and for whatever we decide for our uh, summer school. And we'll probably address that um, a bit later because um, we, we got some listener feedback on that topic.
0: Yep, we absolutely did. But uh, no, I'm I'm sad to see you go. I I confess that the, this is the first I heard about it today. Uh, before yeah. we, you know, the, you you, you kind of played that one close to the vest. <laughs> you know? Well, I couldn't well, read your couldn't read your can't read uh, your puh, puh, poker puh, puh, puh. my my popo research agenda <laughs> yeah your your cognitive agenda god why do you have to have a career in academia why can't why can't
1: I why can't I, I, sorry that i have to put the fake social science on hold summer,
0: so... <laughs> why can't your why can't uh, for you you know academia be an avocation for you like it is for me
1: yeah right. I know. What, my priorities are totally screwed up.
0: Um, but you know, you can still reach Ryan over the summer uh, and me. Uh, this week's I'm I'm your host. This week we think it's my week. I, I don't think I did last week. Uh, Matthew, rather, I you feel can be...
1: more in charge already. I feel like I've already asserted dominance. Uh, <laughs>
0: just... Oh yeah, no, no, no. If you, if you're a dog, you've already peed right on my face in in my <laughs> uh, <laughs> in my authority, which is which is like a, a, a tough feat for a dog. But you am, have to I, get. A... And I've also peed right <laughs> on your face. <laughs> uh, yeah, but if you're a human, that's the kind of thing one usually pays extra for. Oh, <laughs> moving Whoa. right along. Uh, we have our own. Yeah, stay classy, these fucking teenagers. <laughs> I think that ship has sailed. Uh, we have a new email address. It's tftpodcast at overthinkingit.com. dot com. That's tftpodcast at overthinkingit.com. dot com. You can also leave us a voicemail at two zero three two eight five six four zero one, and follow us on Twitter at twitter dot com slash tftpodcast. Uh, that is our name, and you can get um, you can get all the episodes, not just the the recent ten that they have on on itunes but um you can get them all uh at overthinking com slash tft you should probably make that tft podcast but it's not it's overthinking it.com slash tft uh for all 17 or 18 episodes i guess we're, we're working on number 18 right now that's that's how to get us don't worry uh uh these fucking teenagers aren't going anywhere it it is the the you know telos of the teenager to be fucking and uh we will we will we will continue the show uh hopefully with Ryan uh if he from the dark continent of africa if he can get some uh internet and,
1: and if, if you if, if i can't skype in are you just going to come on an hour a week and record yourself talking kind of like uh beckett's
0: play crap's last tape yeah i think um. it will be <laughs> it'll be it'll be matt's last crap's, tape crap's last podcast no it's gonna be uh it well it's gonna be jordan stokes if it's if it's anything who guest hosted a couple episodes ago uh when you also crapped out uh on your obligation to me to the I website know. and to yeah. your fans I know. but uh you know
1: do, do i I have fans. Hey, readers, listeners, write in. Who do you like better, me or Rabbit?
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna win that one in a landslide, my friend. I don't
1: know. I'm squirrely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's. uh, Maybe some of our listeners appreciate sound quality, for instance. (laughs) Or the wire without spoilers about Omar's death. Those people go to you, or they've probably stopped listening to our podcast.
0: (laughs) Anyone who cares about spoilers for anything stopped listening (laughs) to our podcast a long time ago. Oh,
1: lost. (laughs) They're all dead, and it's purgatory.
0: Um, (laughs) Wait, I thought that the island wasn't purgatory. I thought Sideways World was purgatory.
1: Yeah, I don't believe... And this isn't a lost podcast. That's what... I mean... That is what the collective interpretation is, that sideways world is purgatory. I think it's more interesting than that, but that's not what this podcast is
0: about. No, but you can see there. We do have a uh, a lost, a special episode of the Overthinking It these, podcast.
1: These, these fucking losties.
0: Yeah, uh, on uh, on overthinkingit.com, uh, or if you go to overthinkingit.com slash OTIP, uh, you'll see the special episode. So if you want to hear uh, the finale of Lost, Overthought, and hey, while you're there, subscribe to the Overthinking It podcast. It's a, uh, it's a pretty good one too too, though the focus is more, it, the, the methodology is the same, though the focus is more pop culture generally and not just uh, Gossip Girl and Glee. But with Gossip Girl, uh, with Chuck languishing in, in Prague, uh, Gossip Girl is on hiatus, so all we have to talk about is the uh, Lady Gaga episode of Glee, some listener feedback, and uh, the cognitive setting, the cognitive agenda for uh, summer school, for uh, these fucking teenagers, these, these fucking remedial, these fucking remedial teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> these fucking special education teenagers.
1: Um, well, it could be these fucking overachieving teenagers who are taking summer school so that they can like take an AP class as like an eighth grade, right? Absolutely. Seriously. Which is, I think that's what our—that's how I see our listeners.
0: Uh, yes, they—they they are smarter and indeed better looking than uh, any other listeners on the internet we got a couple good reading responses uh this this week okay let's let's go to this um girl with sword and bow uh she's actually listening she's actually listening through to all the podcasts from the beginning i don't know if she's caught up yet but she got up to episode 12 this week and and sent us some things uh she mentions a, a web series that I didn't know about that I that I checked out that is uh, pretty funny called Chasing Dorota. You can see episodes on YouTube, and the premise is that all the um, all the main characters' maids, all their housekeepers, uh, who are all I, I think all Eastern European. Um, get together and have martinis and you know kind of like it's it's sort of like uh when the cat is away, the mice will play or it's it's um it's kind of like toy story in that the, the <laughs> you know when, when the, the things that you don't think are sentient actually are right exactly like the like the domestic help anyway chasing dorota
1: i i, um, I, to say, I took a look at chasing dorota and the quality is and what it does is it makes you appreciate gossip girl <laughs> writing and acting um i only watched the first episode because it was just, and that's why I, I had heard about it, um, and hadn't checked it out because it looked a little, you know, it, it, it didn't appear to be canon in the uh, in the way that one wanted it to be, and so you know, both either in relationship to the plot, but more more specifically with just you know, it's just not up to the same quality that you've come to expect from uh,
0: from from Gossip Girl. From the people on the uh, the over East Side, um, let's see. I'm going to skip that comment, uh, and then okay. So then she identifies um, girl with sword and bow makes some points about Blair and Chuck. Chuck, we're we're not going to go into her points, but she identifies herself as a shipper. And this is something that Ryan and I didn't know what it was until we looked it up on Urban Dictionary.
1: Right, right. I thought she was first saying that she was like a Stevedore, like <laughs> season, season two of The Wire,
0: or um, she like, or she owns a company that that you know controls right, a shipping, a shipping magnate. <laughs> shipping? Do we still have those? I guess the, I guess we do, but they're Greek or something these days. Uh, anyway, probably
1: not even these days. I'd say if you have a Greek shipping magnate, uh, that that is. Probably not not great.
0: So if you uh, don't know if you don't know what this is, uh, <laughs> if you don't know what this is, is what this is, um, it's it's a person who is a relationshipper. That is, who is a fan of a, a certain relationship on a t- on a television show, and it, it dates back to Mulder and Scully on the X Files. The people who wanted them to get together identified themselves as shippers. This is a bit of of internet slang that I did not know, and I'm very uh, I'm very. Glad to learn it, but Ryan, you said when we learned that you said that you were not a uh, a, a shipper, you are a shitter. What I'm does a that shitter? mean?
1: I, I don't know if I'm a shitter or a shatter. I think <laughs> I like shatter because it, it still invokes poop, but it also invokes shattering, right? Uh, and so I guess in the world of, of of relationships on on TV shows, I suppose I'm more like the the Joker, like Heath Ledger's Joker um, in 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 The Dark Knight um, of of I, of 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 sort of in, of enjoying the chaos right and so this um um because because i think that i mean we saw this even at mid season of gossip girl this year is that it it got terribly boring right we we actually reached an equilibrium everyone was with who they seemed to be supposed to be with um and that, this may even be the uh episode Maybe right after we talked about that, um you know because you had Blair with Chuck, you had um Serena with Nate and you had Dan with Vanessa, and now, at the end of the season, all of those have fallen apart, and i couldn't be happier um because i mean i don't know it's i think it's i think if you're a shipper <laughs> I mean, it's 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 it, it sort of mo- very few shows um like i guess I guess what that does is that like so if you were a lost fan. Um like I imagine there would be like Kate Jack shippers, right? Um, and so then they got a big payoff um, at the end of the the series finale when they when they sort of finally you know tell each other that they love each other. Um, and you know, and I imagine that that's a sentiment behind the like Ross and Rachel. I mean it's it's a, I guess I guess we know what it is is that I think that shipperdom... Um, is a, it's, it's, like, being a shipper is a way that, and, like, hanging on to a particular relationship is a way to inject serialization into an otherwise, um, show that doesn't have a lot of other elements of, uh, serialization. Or rather, it's an easy way to inject serialization, um, in that, you know, if there are are a male and a female lead, or just, you know, two people, two leads that you want to see together, whether, whether or not there are overarching plot arcs that are that are addressed in every episode the fact that there are these two people that may that you may or may not get together gives it this this tension of serialization and i guess i prefer more well-constructed serialization um, that doesn't just turn on on sexual tension um, because either you have a, a extremely long um, sort of unrequited uh, uh, tension, or you get them together and then you have to break it apart right away. Right, right, right because
0: yeah. it, like the thing, the thing about sexual tension, the thing about a relationship with a lot of attraction, is that provides narrative energy, and you don't, you lose that when when everything is is stable. I mean, plot is plot is generated uh, when a world in stasis is invaded by by a force that destabilizes right. it. This I mean, this is the idea. This is the Joseph Campbell hero's journey idea: is that you begin in a state of stasis and you end in a state of stasis. And what happens is that something destabilizes the world at the beginning, and that imbalance is corrected over the course of the over the course of the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you you know uh, and and so stasis stasis makes for shitty drama. Is is my point, I guess.
1: Right, right. I think that's right. Um, but I, and I would say that just. Um. So I'm getting some some noise from from these fucking toddlers um uh, running around outside of my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I hope hopefully not. They're not fucking. I mean, if so, then really everything's really gone down the tubes. Um. I mean, I think that. But then then, I, I yeah. So I'm trying to think. I guess I guess. Do you think there's as many? Do you think there's So what's interesting, you know, maybe, you know, girl with sword and bow, whenever you catch up to this episode,
0: um, you know, let us know. Um, if she hasn't stopped, if she hasn't stopped listening, because you know I was such a dick to her last, maybe, uh, maybe. last no, time. No, I'd be interested in hearing. I mean, this is. An interesting I wasn't thing. being a dick to her though. It's it's just that, that those those you were comments, just being yourself. Those you were comments just being yourself. sounded they sounded dirty when you uh, they sounded dirty when you read them with a dirty mind, and that's all I'm saying.
1: But so I just want I, what I would want to ask. Um, uh, girl with um is um
0: Miss Miss Sordenbo
1: Ms. Miss Sordenbo <laughs> is um is 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 it's like if this is like I mean I I think what's really cool about being a shipper what's interesting about it is that it's like you know, I guess it's similar to my, um, my M.O. For, for watching sports. Um, and I'm not terribly invested in any given team, so my decision role of who to root for is whoever's losing at that time, right? And so I always have somebody to, to root for. Um, or if there's, like, rankings, I root for the underdog, right? And so it seems like,
0: you know— this- Did you play Dungeons & Dragons as a child, ever? No, no, You are Ryan. What, what do you think I am? <laughs> you are uh, chaotic neutral. Uh, I'm, I'm yes, gonna, I think
1: that's right. No, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, and that's that's right. That's why I'm more of a a, a shatter than a uh, than a shipper. Um, but I, I, anyhow, I think what, what being a sh- what's interesting about being a shipper is that it seems like you can start watching any show, and independent of your investment in the you know larger narrative or the characters, you want them to get together, right? You you turn. Um, you, you want it to be teleological and you, and you, and you you sort of imbue the teleology of a particular pairing with a, a kind of normative force. Um, I think that's my reading of it. And I think it's fascinating, even if I don't agree with that, um,
0: that, that, that sort of
1: way of uh, of watching fiction.
0: Yeah, well, I wonder – I mean I, I got to wonder kind of what you get out of it as, as a shipper. Like, OK, you want these people – you want these people to get together. What is this wish fulfillment about? Is it – is the wish – does it have to do with identifying with one of the characters? I suspect in a lot of cases it does. Does it have to do with wanting love to triumph in general? I suspect in a lot of cases it does. Um, but you want – I, I mean, I wonder, oh, sorry, or does ahead. it does it have to do with, as you say, a, a state, a, a belief that that the universe has that there's a great chain of being in in a sense, right? That the universe has a uh, a proper order and things um, things kind of go into that go into that order, and or, or like you, we wish things would go into that order.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if this also relates to. Um, Something that I noticed is that that you know Shipper didn't only come from um, uh, X Files fandom, but it came from um, X Files fan fiction, right? And um, I th- you know I've I've noticed um, in, in in Girl With's First. Uh, Message to us also recommended um, that we look at the Gossip Girl fan fiction, um, and so I, I don't know exactly the nature, but it seems that that type of wish fulfillment and that type of trying to inject, you know, almost exercise this kind of agency, right? That, um, like, like I think that that sort of wish fulfillment fits with the uh the general approach to um I mean I don't know if there's a lot of shatter uh shatter um fan fiction out there. Right? Fan fiction that I I'm gonna start taking like the ends of lots of series where people ended up together and like make it all fall apart in horrible, horrible ways. Um,
0: yeah. Well it's um I mean this is also a this is a, a film versus television thing because <laughs> the thing about television is it has to go on, you know? Right, right. And Mm -hmm. and that at the end of a movie, you can have you can have a kiss. And that's a that's sort of a climax. But that that in, in a television show, pretty much any climax is undercut by the fact that the show has to go on. I mean, unless it's ending.
1: Well, and that's why... Um, you that's kill
0: Omar why, in the last season of the, yeah, of the thing. Yeah, like, that's why. why
1: you kill Omar. I mean, that's why so I was just having this conversation um, offline about... Because, we, you know, we've had several major um, series finales uh, this week. I mean, the two that I watched were Lost and 24. And both of them I found to be kind of unsatisfying. Um, in part because these were both shows that had particular... Very particular relationships with time, and there's actually um, on overthinkingit.com, um, Pete Fenzel actually had a great article about this, comparing uh, the, the the sort of nature of time in Lost in 24, sure. and 24, even, even relating them to the uh, early 90s video games Mist um, and Doom. Um, but um, I think what's what's inter- I like both of those were finales were unsatisfying, whereas I think the um, the Wire's uh, series finale was, was satisfying in that it was it was very similar to all of the other um, season finales, and that you know the, the structure just continues on, right? Like you know people people get paid, people run for office, people are frustrated by their lives, people become junkies, um, and you know you know Omar dies, but it doesn't change anything. That's why Omar dying is not a spoiler to The Wire. Like the real spoiler to The Wire is that nothing gets fixed and it's unfixable.
0: <laughs> yeah the, the the real spoiler to the wire is that we're all compromised and end up needing to work mm-hmm. within the boundaries of whatever institution mm-hmm. you've committed yourself to that's yeah uh,
1: that's that's the real that's the real spoiler um to the to the wire um so yeah but i think that that's why like short of that short of um the wire I, I tend to find most series finales rather unsatisfactory um i mean it'll be interesting to see i mean we, um I mean, I'm, I guess we, you know, we. I think we're a ways off from a finale for either of our the shows that are the focus of this uh, of this of this podcast. We think um, so.
0: Gossip Girl doesn't do huge numbers. I mean, Glee is a Glee is a smash hit, but Gossip Glee, Girl doesn't. Glee was do... just
1: renewed for its third season. Yeah, right? uh, that, which is un, is, that, is is there any precedent for that? That seems to be amazing. Um,
0: yeah, it's well, I I guess there have been. No, I mean I can't. In recent memory, think of a multi-year order of a television show, right? Except Lost. Actually, right. they they the idea was that Lost would be renewed through to 2010. I think after the writer's strike, they bought the last two years or three years of Lost altogether. Um, but yeah, no, so n- yeah, not one, not one, but two years, and they've made the commitment to air it. Uh, have the sh- have it be the show that follows. The Super Bowl, which strikes me as very odd programming. Because Fox Fox has the Super Bowl this year, okay. so they're they're going to run Glee right after it. Uh, last year, CBS ran Dirty Jobs, I think, or no, ABC. It was, under, it was Undercover Boss. No, yeah, right. Undercover Boss. Yeah, Dirty Jobs. Sorry, that's a cable show. Um, um, yeah, none of them will compare to the time
1: when they ran the uh, my two favorite post Super Bowl um, uh, programs were the Grey's Anatomy where there's a dude with like a rocket launcher stuck inside his chest. Um, and um and the and there's a friends i think there was a friends post super bowl that, i feel like that was like the the friends post super bowl was one of the first really big like cuz it was like a star studded many a multi celebrity guest episode of friends um and that was one of these big like you know not only is the super bowl and the commercials an event but like whatever happens after the super bowl is also part of the event <laughs>
0: Okay, so uh, let's let's go on. We actually we got a reading response from Cat, uh, like an honest honest to god reading response from the episode. It was it was actually really fantastic. It was five 500- hundred plus. I say <laughs> check plus. <Kat>. <laughs> <laughs> I may yeah no. I may even leave off the check check and just make it a plus. You know. Whoa! All yeah. right. My my then scale it- always went minus check minus check check plus and plus. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, Glee and Rachel's mom, uh, we're going to skip this cause we're going to get into it later. There's some stuff about, um, Gossip Girl and, uh, Gossip Girl and the Empire State Building and an affair to remember. I kind of want to skip this too cause I want to get to the, I want to get to the, um, I want to get to the the glee stuff from this week mm-hmm. um, well i then then there 's this bit there 's this bit about communication. well gosh, we have to read something because it really is a good it really is a good uh, it really is a good reading response so let 's leave this read this bit about lack of communication sure cat uh, writes they 're trying to set up. Uh, Classic comedies of errors or tragedies whenever they get the chance on Gossip Girl, uh, it operates in this odd romantic world she says, separate from but within the real world. I, I think the idea that that uh, that Gossip Girl is a superset of the real world is is probably the right way is probably the right spin to put on that 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 it contains it 's not a subset it doesn 't contain only some elements selected mm. from the real world it's a superset it contains some elements from the real world and further elements that are not in the real world
1: well um, so, but i don't know if that's a super is that a superset um i mean i'm a little rusty on my set theory
0: on your um, yeah
1: but i mean i'm thinking like so because what, what you're describing is because isn't a superset just the thing that is outside of a subset right like it's the it's the boob around the aureole around the nipple. <laughs> in the Venn diagram
0: of a boob. Uh
1: So I think that you're more
0: describing. (laughs) Yeah, but that I mean you can say that you can say that something is a superset of the other thing. That is that is to say reality has a reality has a subset relationship to uh
1: Gossip Girl? No, but I think that the, the set relationship is more of just like I don't know if there's a specific word for yeah. I guess so. This is this is like two
0: overlapping circles. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more this like is sort that. of the
0: the butterfly Venn diagram, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure there is. I mean, um, if if any of our listeners are uh, experts in set theory, please let us know. Any uh,
0: topologists what the, or yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, what the what the technical term for that is? I I don't, I don't think you finished reading. Cat oh, I font.
0: I know I know a great joke about a topologist. Oh yeah. The enthusiasm was dripping from your voice. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I hope there's no water or electricity in Kenya where you are.
1: Hey, be careful
0: um, what you wish for. <laughs> uh, so, Kat, Kat continues. You have technology, but it's only there as a prop most of the time, or to make things to make things worse. Her point, I think, is that technology is put to a specific use within the narrative, and it doesn't uh, that te- technolo- the, the uses of technology in Gossip Girl are a subset of the uses of technology in. Um, in the real world, uh, and that they serve—they serve mostly as a stumbling block uh, mm-hmm. in the case of in the case of mixed calls, I, I, uh, missed calls. I mean, I think that's true in communication technologies, information technologies. Cat, I think, are a different are a different yes. story. Viz, Bing. Yes.
1: Well, that's a – that's a um, that's a, the particular technology of uh, post-industrial capitalism. It's a, it's, a, it's a particular technology of domination, I believe, is uh, what Bing re- in, uh, represents within the show because nobody uses Bing, right?
0: Yeah. Um, um,
1: I do want to say something, though. I think there's something else about this, though, is that it's not just – so – I think when we were talking about this last week with uh with um respect to the the um miscommunication like the misconnection at the uh, top of the empire state building is I think that I mean I think I, I think I guess to to sort of um unpack what what Kat was saying um just a little bit is that that the limitation here. So in other cases in this in this season and all throughout Gossip Girl, there are people try to use technology, but you know the phone is like left on the side of the bed, or it's on mute, or it's off, uh, or Rufus has taken it, or something like that. Um, but in this case, what seems to be going on is actually um, a fusion of. of Technology with social norms, right? So that there's like a shared understanding among Chuck and Blair that this is so major that um, that that you can't use uh, a cell phone. Like uh, that, there is no acceptable use of technology um, within the framework of this kind of gesture, Um, and that they're not they're not like mutually. Once they've, it's not within the rules of this particular game um, or or something like that. Um, and so I think that that, so I think that Kat was totally right on, but you can kind of take it one level further to say that there is, you know, that there's an actual constraint, right, that, that, um, is placed on these, on these, um, on these characters. I mean, I don't know, but then again, it's not like a, oh, I, you know, there's a lot of train on the Williamsburg Bridge, I'll be there in 15, um. I don't know. They should have had a safe word for this game. I think it's the real lesson.
0: <laughs>
1: a, so, a social safe word.
0: Uh Well, let's um so Let's go I'm into gonna... Let's go into this week's so or do you want to talk about summer school or are you Ooh, are you headed yeah, somewhere let's else?
1: Let's talk about this week's cool, and let's close with uh summer school cuz I um Kat gave us some feedback on on summer school too, but let's let's close with that.
0: Uh got it. Okay. Um, so, well, you're in charge. What we're gonna do. <laughs> go, 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 go into Glee. So you said, you said in our prep for the show that Glee had one of the most succinct Uh, Explanations of the appeal Of Lady Gaga that Mm -hmm. you've ever heard I think that we have Lady Gaga is something That we have been kind of dancing around on overthinking It and we have not really come to terms with Because I'm convinced that she's Like since Madonna uh, We haven't had a Performance artist of this caliber And I I really I interpret her as being In the kind of Lower East Side Provocative performance art tradition And and not really in not really even In the pop music tradition Except in so far as it it serves the it serves the the preceding agenda
1: well it's right it's the way that um that that uh she can can get her um performative uh work out there right so that um um you know that the the general argument or the thesis of this episode if there was one was that lady gaga's appeal is about is about theatricality right and and uh, adina menzel um ex, um Ex- expresses that as being about gesture, about gesture and posture, um, and bearing, right, and and, and the expressiveness of um, of that, and uh, uh, that it need not necessarily even express anything necessarily other than um, sheer oddness. Right. And I think that that is um, it's very interesting. Right. And that I think that one of the critiques of Lady Gaga is that the the gesture and the outward visual representation has very little uh, relationship to the music. Right. And this is um, a critique that's most vocally raised by M.I.A., Right, who is also someone who has, um, you know, who is extremely theatrical, has an extremely intense um, visual style, but also, um, you know, she believes, and I tend to also believe, backs it up with um, with the goods musically, and more so than Lady Gaga does.
0: Well, the, I mean, the the point is that uh, MIA's point is that every, everything is there in the package, except for the music. The music is, I think, she calls it right. like it's Ibiza music from five years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which so, which struck awful. me as it's kind of bitchy, but you know, I guess you can yeah, do that if you're in yeah, my no,
1: totally. Totally. You know. Um, yeah, well, but I think what's interesting is that I did actually think that the Gaga songs were well, I mean I, I we could talk about the um the the, the piano version of, of poker face, but I actually thought Bad Romance was like one of the weaker um glee songs um in the um of, of the season. Um I, I thought that it was I mean, they never, you know, they don't usually modify the songs too much, but they at least make them seem as if they're, they're you know, uh, being sung performed by a heavily auto tuned, um, uh, you know, show choir. Whereas yep. this just sounded like a electro
0: pop song. Like it just yeah, sounded- like it was like lip syncing. It was like lip syncing to the uh, to the the CD. Yeah, you exactly, know?
1: exactly. Um, and so that was. Um, that was I I guess that reinforced that that point that um, that that general point about gaga um, but what I was going to say oh the other thing I was going to say is that um, I mean it, it it sort of relates and i've and I've actually heard this comparison um several places um, including on uh Pitchfork.com, you know the indie music blog of record um, and um, and that, that that lady gaga is is sort of the Matthew Barney of pop music um, and okay. we talked a bit about Matthew Barney um, last week and, you know in that he's not a film artist necessarily um, or not primarily but the, the film is is the way for capturing and the platform for this kind of performative art this almost sort of like sculpture of performance, essentially, which and I think that that's what a lot of Lady Gaga's performance is very sculptural as well. Right. The especially the kind of the, the forms of gesture in, in the choreography of bad romance um, of this kind of marionette um, this kind, or broken robot. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on, on Gaga?
0: I, you know, I look like I think, I think she's she, since Madonna, there hasn't been someone who's, who's kind of taking control of the means of production in exactly the way that she has. I, a lot of the music leaves me could cold.
1: You, could you, could you like unpack that a bit? Cause I guess, I mean, I mean, it's not that you're that much older than me, but I don't, I mean, I don't have as, I mean, I, I you know, m- m- like I guess by the time I became really aware of pop music, like Madonna was already a given.
0: And so, yeah, like, it was you- way, it was way past kind of, um, it, it was wasn't way past that was happening in the way yeah. that like it seems like. Well, God it wasn't like it. you know. It, look, the 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 first Madonna record that I was really really aware of, the first uh, of the release of, was Ray of Light. You know, mm-hmm. and the and like I think Erotica had come out while I was. Um, Uh, While I was a teenager But it wasn't on my radar Until Ray of Light By that point I was kind of Attuned to pop culture And realized that this was a um, uh, That this was an event And even that Like Ray of Light I think is a superior album To music I think it's a, a superior album To a lot of the ones That have come out since then Um you know, I think the title track is okay. I think Frozen is a pretty good song. I think all the Indian stuff is is kind of interesting. And I mean, it it was another. I mean, it was another reinvention, serious reinvention. And it was Madonna kind of on her way to her sort of like matronly British uh, uh, Kabbalah kind of thing that she does now. Um, and and I mean, so what do you,
1: what, do you, what is your sense of the rate of madonna 's reinvention um
0: compared with
1: um, lady gaga 's reinvention'
0: um, it 's it's, uh, it's, uh, it's on a geologic time scale compared with the right. rate of lady gaga 's right. reinvention and I think that has to do i mean honestly, I think that has to do a lot of it with these fucking teenagers I mean the kids today and their and their waffles you know they um the, with the technology, these these things kind of uh, and on the internet, on Twitter, you know, like a meme, a meme, so-called right, meme, right, a, right. a word that we need to fucking consign to the trash heap of of you know pop sociology. But you know we're stuck with it. A meme like is born, flourishes, you know, gets past its prime and dies within the space of an afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. it's not a, it's not. I I think you can't even. I think you can't even compare them. Like minute to minute, there are so many pictures of Lady Gaga published every day. You know.
1: Well, I think that's actually very interesting, and in that way, it relates nicely to a lot of the themes that we've talked about um, at other times in the show, with respect to, Glee of of the sort of of, of being driven by whimsy, um, and and sort of you know having the cognitive agenda set, and um, being having inconsistent preferences over time, um, and so and I guess so. I think actually, what made the, the thing that made the um, um, the bad romance number very effective. Um, was that they what what they did is essentially by each of the women and Kurt uh, dressing as a, a different incarnation of Gaga put them right. all they they sort of froze time right and they 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 um, they, they 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 it's like it's like viewing a time.
0: it's like viewing a kaleidoscope yes in or a way, it's right. like
1: a comic it's almost like like viewing a comic book sure you know,
0: like, yeah right, yeah or, that 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 you can you can kind of uh, untangle or you can kind of refract all the different uh, all the different incarnations. Right, it's
1: like the Doctor Manhattan view of um it's the Watchmen view of of Gaga. Um I thought that was very interesting and especially some of the um um the the costumes, especially I think like like Santana's costume was just really um interesting. Let's put it like that.
0: Yeah. For sure. The uh the lacy bodysuit, you mean? Yes. Uh, Yeah, she, she was. I mean, God, they, um, they, those kids are fit, you know? And I think that they, I, I, I read something actually that Neil Patrick Harris, like, tweeted or blogged or something or, or said. I read it online. And, um, uh, and it was this. He, he he said that the pace of that show, of filming that show, and this is a guy who's done a lot of television in his life. The pace of filming that show is really punishing. That it that it's extremely hard, right? Like to to film it. And I was thinking like, not only is it, not only are they are they learning scripts and and filming the scripts, but they're also being choreographed. So they have to rehearse mm-hmm. and do all the choreography. Though I'm I'm increasingly seeing the choreography as one of the weaker parts of the the Glee uh the glee toolbox um one of the weaker tools in the toolbox is
1: because but, you're you're studying dance uh, are you studying any dance at school uh, I, at trade school
0: well sort of we we study sort of free form dance at trade school there there is a music theater program at trade school that uh where they do serious belly jazz tap uh you know musical theater dance but um but not me so much. But I have studied ballet, jazz, tap, you know, uh, sort of in the musical theater context. And uh, but it's also it's it's a lot of it is editing, and a lot of it is just kind of like waving your arms around. There isn't a lot of there isn't a lot of dance quay dance.
1: It's it's uh, it's it's. Uh, I mean, they they examined this in one of the episodes earlier It's, it's choreography, right?
0: Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Um, so okay, so right. But then also they are recording the songs in studio you know, doing versions for the albums and rehearsing a live tour. And apparently these kids were like getting exhausted and run down and injured. And, uh, you know,
1: see, that's what I'd like to see the the uh, actual documentary about, like the either documentary or mockumentary about the like breakdown of the uh, of the Glee kids. I mean, do you think the Glee kids are hooking up, like the actual actors? I think they're too. Uh, uh,
0: you are know are what? I'll bet up. I'll bet those guys, especially those leads, are too tired to have a sex drive at the <laughs> end of the day. Like, the, like I'm not even I'm not even joking. Uh, anyway, so uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Um, uh said said all this stuff about about how taxing the uh, how taxing the schedule is i forget i um I, I i forget how i got on this
1: um we were just talking about the i mean i think that you really i think it's um i think you were you were talking about it Uh, with reference to, you know, we were talking about the Cheerios in particular. I think there's something akin to the the regimen that Sue puts the uh, Cheerios through and why they are in the physical condition they are and the actual physical regimen that the actors go through. Like, this is... Um, Even you know as much as this, um, the show portrays a grueling world of uh, high school extracurricular activities. um, The actual grueling world of you know professional uh, multimedia showmanship is even uh, more imaginably grueling for uh, uh, for teenagers.
0: Yep. Uh, What about the um, so? Okay, that was one Lady Gaga song. What did you think of Poker Face?
1: Um I liked it I guess because I really associate that version of the song with um with the 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 version uh the song by Kanye West and Kid Cudi that samples it called I poke her face. Um and I thought it was good. I mean so we you know last week we um talked a little bit about um a little bit about where we thought the uh, Adina Menzel arc was going. And what they did is this this week they essentially pulled a gossip girl, right? They resolved it. They they did this kind of very easy resolution of, oh no, actually they're not there's not gonna be a resolution, but no one's gonna be really sad or really messed up by that either. And we're just gonna end it with this mother-daughter song um that is about, you know, I think their I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I you I in some ways it reads as an interesting compliment to the duet to the um dream on duet, um um from uh from last week with uh between uh will schuster and and brian ryan right um and uh and that and that there is this mirroring effect and and this kind of you know gesture and re- and repeated gesture but also this kind of interesting kind of like playfulness um between between mother and daughter so i thought it was really interesting and i thought they sang it well i think you you had a different opinion
0: well i i i wonder about the um I wonder about the, the use of this song. I mean, they're, they're usually. The downside of having a cognitive agenda where you, where you have these theme episodes is, is that you end up having to tick off boxes on a list. Like, we have to do Bad Romance because it's, you know, it was a big hit. We have to do Poker Face because it was a big hit. And I think the only line that really, that really uh, fit in dramatically was the, you know, the I'm motherless, that, you know, them, them wailing that. Uh, and not only was that not capitalized on, but I think the, the rest of the song was not. Um, was not super relevant because it's about... I mean, it's about... The the, the lyric is about how you can't... Um, uh, kind of how you have to, like, be mysterious with a man, right? Like, how you can't let him see yeah. Uh, yeah. your poker face and how that, you know, how th- this is the, the way to uh, run a relationship.
1: Although, I guess, you know, we did... I mean, last week we talked about there was um, a certain amount of ambiguity in... Um, in in Adina uh, uh motivations for getting in touch with Rachel at all, right? Um, and so I mean I don't know maybe maybe this song is. I mean, I I don't think Lee usually plays this way. Um, maybe this song is is signaling that in fact they're we're not done with the drama uh, continue, uh, surrounding these two characters, and there is someone else has something else up up their sleeve, um, <laughs> and they are and they are in fact just bluffing with their muffin. Uh, <laughs> Uh,
0: all right. Well, I think we're running out of time. So well, are probably... you bluffing with your muffin? <laughs> <laughs> <We gotta laughs> bluff us with your muff us. Um, r- just briefly, a little word about, uh, about summer school. So we've had, we've had votes uh, from Kat for serious summer school, uh, from Aurora, who wrote in to the email uh, about um, teen soaps of the 90s. Uh, we had mentioned Felicity in the original nine 90210. Uh, Aurora mentioned one tree hill seasons one through four the high school years um dave uh wants a um wants serious summer school and sean from australia uh writes in that that he wants uh teen sex comedy films done uh for overthinking so really inconclusive i mean they're all over the map and we may end up doing a lot of uh we may end up doing a lot of um a lot of stuff
1: and, and, and I may end up talking about um you know rituals of adulthood and maturation in Maasai society because <laughs> those are the those are the fucking teenagers uh, that uh, um, <laughs> that, you'll that, be, that
0: you'll be that you'll be spending the yeah you'll be you'll be you'll be bending over the cow so to speak
1: <laughs> yeah so to speak uh so to speak um, um. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully that's hopefully I'll get to join in. I mean, I think that what what we should do, um, and you know, if you you know, listeners, as you write in with more suggestions, do a little bit of research on Hulu um, or on other on on other means to see what types of um, uh, shows or movies are pretty easily accessible. To, um, um, to you know, because e- we want to if we're going to endeav- um, engage in, in, in an experiment of uh, going through um, something else that's not currently airing, then we want to think about uh, how we can uh, reach the largest audience possible. And,
0: right, and we want see. we want something that's that's accessible to a lot of people.
1: Right, like um, we do. <laughs>
0: Uh so um you know the uh the podcast voicemail is two zero three two eight five six four zero one that's twenty fat jog zero one. The uh the Twitter account is TFT Podcast. The episodes back episodes are at overthinkingit.com slash TFT. And the new email is TFT Podcast at overthinking dot com. We expect your five hundred word reading responses whenever an episode errors or whenever a uh episode of the podcast errors. Uh you can you can send it in, addressed to professors, professors Sheely and Rather. <laughs> to uh, no, we're we're informal. We go by Ryan and Matt with our yes. with our internet yes. students. Yes, yes. Um, you can find I poke her face on YouTube, and uh, you know Ryan. It's 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 been it's been a great academic year doing this. It, it
1: really uh, has. It really has. I, I have to say that um, you know this started off as a um,
0: really a fuck you as a fuck you to the you regular. To the uh, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you if you want to hear us really trying to alienate and confound the audience, I don't recommend you listen to it because it's not an, a pleasant experience. Go back to the episode entitled "Experimental Noise Collective" and. Uh,
1: I think the thing is about that is that that wasn't. I mean, I think on that episode, our listeners uh, were collateral damage. We were really, we were really trying to alienate and confound one another, um, <laughs> and, and brought all of you along. I think I think neither of us really wanted to be there, um, and and we made everyone else not to not want to be there as well. Um, yeah. But I'm really glad that I've been here, um, and I, I hope that we'll get to do this um, over the summer. I hope that if I can't, you know, that you find a. Uh, replacement mr stokes or if any of you uh listeners want to try to fill these these shoes of mine um
0: and yeah uh, hey actually i'll li- listen i'll i'll put that out there if you have if you want to co-host an episode of these fucking teenagers uh if i mean if you think you have what it takes to <laughs> <laughs> step the into multitudes. the octagon
1: um, to uh, step in <laughs> for all forms of authority <laughs> for the listeners of the podcast
0: like. right yeah and a, a, a wide ranging uh, set of, of cultural touchstones and references um, you know, and uh, and just a fuck you attitude, email uh, tftpodcast at overthinkingit.com. Uh, if you have a, a special bit of, of uh, fucking teenager paraphernalia that you want to overthink, do that as well. Why should you do it? Well, do it for you know, the good of the society. Do it for academic honesty and freedom. Do it for uh, advancing the body of literature. But most of all do it for these probably doesn't deserve fuck you <laughs> fuck you fuck you, know, you the
1: funny thing about that i was gonna give you a big fuck you by interrupting you and then i, I held off and this is why you don't respect other people it doesn't get <laughs> <hit> you anywhere
0: <laughs> have a great trip thanks dude.